Hola, hola, Jovito. Welcome back to Keep Up with Sylvan Sane. And uh, here we go. Here we go. This is the second episode. We get those what the fuck moments out of the way. Uh, like I said, uh, we're going to have four topics each day. Each one will get dedicated five minutes. Um, I have, don't really need to do that much of an introduction this time. Make sure you follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, YouTube. It's all still insane. You, cl- you type in still insane. You might even lead to my new website, stillvinsane.com. I'm bringing you real news with a little comedy, comedic flair, or just my style, pretty much. Just uh, the world viewed by this fucked up ADD-like individual. So let's get it on. Let's get it on. What the fuck did I just watch? Now that is a very emphatic what the fuck. And it's from one of my favorite artists. His name is Tyler the Creator. And he's come out with the album that I feel is a feast to enjoy. Um, it's called Flower Boy. And it's got songs like 911 and one of my favorites. Find some time. Find some time to do something. Find some time. Find some time to do something. Find some time. Find some time to do something. Boredom's got a new best friend. Oh man, I can't, I can't hit those notes. So he's, he's in this studio with NPR, and it's got this little tiny desk, just like what it's supposed to be—the tiny desk series on NPR. Um, I like NPR. People consider it a liberal station. It, it, it is, but again, what station isn't biased anymore? I really don't know. I like I said, one of the only ones I can really truly say is New York One and PBS. And NPR ain't one of them, but NPR is great. Um, maybe they'll get Al Franken back that he's not in Congress anymore. He's not in the Senate. You know, we won't touch that subject yet. But uh, the Tiny Death series, I really love it. I really, uh, I'm a big fan of Tyler. I'm a big fan of the other artists that are on there. One time I saw, uh, maybe people don't really remember him too often anymore, but I'm sure there's some people out there. T Pain. T-Pain worked with Chris Brown. He came up with Buy You a Drink. Uh, Bartender Sprung was the first song I ever heard on of him during the 106 and Park days. You know, sitting on a little roof with his shit. Supposedly, he was a rapper first. Didn't really, uh, wasn't really gaining traction with that. So he used the synthesizer to amplify his voice. And it was a very smart move business-wise. People were all over it. It made uh, whatever his voice was more digestible. And when you see this NPR show, it's like he really never needed it. Let me buy you a drink and an empty pain. You know me, 
Convict music in that big bowie. I know the club close at three. What's the chances of you rolling with me back to the crib? Show you how I live. Let's get drunk and forget what we did. Find you a train. I'm going to take you home with me. All right. Well, you did not subscribe to this podcast to listen to my voice saying at least. You did try to listen to my voice, but it just wasn't. A, T-Pain has a better voice than me. That's, that's basically what I'm saying. T-Pain has a better voice. NPR has a great program. Tiny Desk Series. Type it onto YouTube. Go find it. Jam it out. Put it on your TV. Google cast it on your TV, Chromecast it, whatever you got to do. I love Chromecast. I love taking whatever I'm looking on my phone and just streaming it onto my TV. So if you're going to do that and you can jam out with some friends, I particularly was doing it while I was, uh, you know, skiing in my room, if you know what I mean. So it was definitely enjoyable doing that. You don't, you know, you can leave that at home. But anyway, on to the next What the fuck did I just see? I'll tell you what I just saw. I just saw one of my best music artists. We're sticking with the music theme. Justin Timberlake. I love that dude. Um, You know, there's always controversy with everybody. I'm not a fan of him never really uh, stepping up in the situation with Janet Jackson. She's another one of my all-time favorites as well. You know, showing up for the ring in her titty. It's not like we haven't seen titties before. It's not like we haven't seen a beautiful breast like that before. I mean, I'm with I'm with Chris Rock. At that point, it was a community titty. It wasn't really uh, wasn't really private titty anymore. It wasn't really just Jermaine Dupri's titty. It became all of our titties. And uh, Justin Timberlake came in scot free from that. Really, just walked away like nothing happened. And and even further, he is doing the halftime show. He's doing the halftime show while his album, The Man in the Woods, is going to premiere. Now, Man in the Woods, uh, a lot of people were afraid that it would be a country album. And, you know, country music gets a really bad rap. I'm not really into country music that much, as much as other music. I remember when John Mayer was coming out with a country album. It was pretty decent. Like, Wild Fire, got Katy Perry on it and shit like that, you know. People could just transverse through music like that. I'm not as musically gifted like that as you can see with my damn singing. But um, so even if Justin Timberlake did delve into country music a little bit, he's such a great musician, I I wouldn't really fault him for it. But I just saw his new video and it's pretty dope. Damn, that song is so fire. I'd let Justin put his filthy hands all over me. 
He'd probably preferably put them all over Jessica Biel. She's pretty hot. But I feel like I'm a good alternative, don't you? The video effects for this uh, filter, I mean, this filthy, uh, you can tell that Pharrell did a lot of the production on this song. But it has an iRobot in the middle of the stage. They're imitating Steve Jobs' uh, iPhone launches from the past. And they've got him with this turtleneck that has, uh, doesn't bite too hard. It's got like a two-line seam, like, you know, on socks or something like that. So they're not biting too hard. Um, they're biting a little hard on the iRobot with, uh, that was Will Smith. <clears throat> that movie, that was a really, really good movie. And it didn't really get that much advertising. So that was very impressive by Will Smith that he was able to carry that film because, you know. Lately, there's just so much content out there. Even Will Smith doesn't stand a chance. But um, as you can see with that movie, Bright, I didn't really enjoy that movie. That movie kind of sucked. It was kind of an imitation of Zootopia. But back to JT. Back to JT. I've seen him three times live. He's fucking amazing. Like he dances. He's he's like he's like fucking Michael Jackson. If there were two. People that came out of the nutsack of Michael Jackson, I would have to say it was Usher and Justin Timberlake. And if they had a gay relationship and had a gay baby, it would be Justin Bieber. I stand by that. And so in his video, he has that iRobot and it like lights up in different colors and it dances to all this funk music. And it's just it's just really cool. And you know, everybody knows that Justin Timberlake is blue-eyed soul. And, you know, Jesse Williams called him out for not really going for black justice issues, which is all valid. It's all very true. But it doesn't really take away from his music. And his music is still dope. Um, judging by this one song, it's really awesome. And we'll give the album a listen. Because there's no reason why you can't listen up while you keep up. Just saying. What the fuck did I just hear? Now, when I say that, I say that that I was listening to a radio broadcast from my Google Home. I love Google Home. I almost left Google, by the way. They were treating me like shit. I, I made a mispayment on a ticket that I was trying to uh, get. Actually, I had a, a payment reversed. From Google Wallet because this place was uh, this Craigslist ad gave me a fake music ticket so they took me off their service they uh, suspended me for a while and now I'm back so now I'm back endorsing their damn products their products are awesome so Google Home uh, even if you're looking at an article at the end of the article it says talk to your Google Home device and it will guide you to more content uh, from the article I love doing that shit and so part of it, uh, they have uh, 1010 Wins and, or 1010 Wins style of thing on NPR. And NPR says uh, that the wind chill on Mount Washington in New Hampshire is at negative 100 degrees. That the wind chill is negative 100 degrees. Now, in New York, we just got hit with this uh, bomb cyclone. There's always a new fucking name for these damn insurmountable weather. Ugh, I hate cold weather. I don't know how people... 
It just really doesn't make sense to me. People who say that they love cold weather. Oh, I just get to layer up. I just get to layer up. Layer up. I like being butt naked. I don't know about y'all. I don't even know why we have clothes. But like weather like this, this is why we have clothes. But other other than that, who cares? Who cares? Like, like unless like you're leaking out something, who cares if you're walking around naked? I don't understand. I think it's like an insecure thing. People don't want to see a big, bigger titties than somebody else and don't want to, don't want them to have a bigger dick than they have i don't know i'm about to throw a bag of dicks at those motherfuckers but anyway that's not the reason why this weather is like this it's climate change it's man-made climate change i know people are afraid to say that just like they're afraid to say that you know on the other side they're afraid to say terrorist or islam or something like that even though it's a big stigma that's terrorist the biggest terrorists out there are white people. Sorry, I'm half white myself, but those are the biggest terrorists of all time. They're terrorists in the Middle East too, but they ain't got nothing on the U.S. So, uh, negative 100 degrees. It is like, it's close to the temperature feel of being in the Antarctic. And we're not even that far. Fucking Bernie Sanders is from that area. How the hell did we get here, guys? This winter was not that bad. It never used to be this bad, actually. That's what I'm saying. Sorry. It never used to be this bad. I remember the blizzard of 1996. And my parents were working on the house. was working on the roof. Decided to work on the roof during a blizzard. Whatever. I mean, you know, I was young. So I can't really question that. And we used to have a bird. And before that... My cousin's bird had died, and he had bit off his tongue. So I guess birds are really not that fucking smart. So he bit off his tongue, he died, he bled to death, choked on his own blood. The uh, So we had another one that was, I don't think it was his brother, but like it was basically because it was bought around the same time. And he was in the front room. While, his name was Jake, and he was a Cherokee. And he froze. He froze. I was, I was 12, and I, I walked in, and I saw him frozen, and... On the fucking floor bed of the, the the cage, so I wasn't. I guess I wasn't really that smart back then. I guess I didn't really have uh, the Mensa attitude going on because I tried to put the bird in the microwave to thaw out. Now, luckily, my mother knew that I was uh, I was a mischievous little boy and uh, came up and was inquisitive of everything that I did. She saw that I was microwaving. I was nuking uh, this dead bird. And uh, she removed it, and she said what was wrong with me, rightfully so. So I just, I just, again, bad, bad, really, a lot of bad things happen in the cold, man. A lot of people freeze to death, the homeless and shit like that. When there's these heat waves, I, I'm not even going to lie, I don't know the real statistics about this, but I, I really don't see people suffering that much in heat than they do in the cold. I know we had that that huge, and we're still having very serious fires in California. I'll take it. I'll take it. Give me some s'mores. Give me. I know I'm not trying to marginalize anybody over there. Like you know, oh man, so these people died out there, and they're in like really bad condition. Yeah, they are. But I'm in some fucking bad conditions too, man. I can't even leave. I fucking tried to get a, a sandwich the other day, and it, it sucked. The sandwich sucked, and I walked home, and I was halfway home. And instead of going back to bitch at these motherfuckers, yo, the, yo, I'm not gonna lie. That Dominican spot, they always get my sandwich warm. They, they like, they love disrespecting me. I don't know why. Every single time. But this particular time, I wanted to go back, but it was so cold. I just accepted the fact 
that the sandwich sucked. I just said to myself, God damn, this sandwich sucks. But I'm going to have to enjoy it. And he knew that too. That sandwich clerk was like, that Dominican motherfucker was like, yo, you better enjoy that sandwich because I know he ain't coming back in this fucking eight degree weather that feels like negative nine. Gosh. What the fuck did this bitch just say? Oh, well, that segues to uh, my dating life. My dating life is a mess, but so is yours probably. If you're not in a relationship, I guess. So I uh, I see some interesting <clears throat> dating profiles out there all the time. I'm on Bumble, I'm on Happen, and I'm on Tinder. Uh, believe it or not, a lot of transgender people come after me on these things. And a lot of big girls. My ex used to say that big girls loved me because they thought that like I was a taller dude and I could handle them just letting you know big girls it's I, I really can't the size the size will fool you I'm not ready I'm not ready for all that <laughs> but there are <clears throat> there are some fine big women out there Adele is one of them Adele is really cute uh, Queen Latifah uh, I, I don't really know that many I'm not really into the thick girls but Oh, oh, but the hottest one, hottest one, probably is uh, Ashley Graham. That's typical. That's typical for me to say. Um, she's like the poster girl for all that. But that's great. Hopefully there won't be just the poster girl. Hopefully, you know, regular women all across the world. It'll be idolized as a, uh, a moving image for men to uh, to aspire to or men, women, anybody. Uh, beauty is not behind the holder. But uh, to me, I, I'm crossing the middle. I like hot people. I, I love looking at hot people, like being associated with hot people. I'm very uh, vain when it comes to that. I'm very shallow vents. Whatever. Whatever the water you can swim in, usually I swim with the turds. Just kidding. But, uh, so the thing that, that grabbed my attention on the Bumble app, particularly, uh, co founded by the woman that co founded Tinder, where. A woman has to reach out to you first in order for the match to be complete within 24 hours. You can extend it, but uh, you have to have her contact you first in order for the uh, correspondence to continue. And so on mine, it's pretty. I pretty much copied it for one of my other friends. Uh, it was like basically saying like, you know, life is too short. Thankfully, I'm not because, you know, I'm like 6'2". And I have the most corniest puns all over my social profiles. And one of them also says, why waste time? Let's talk in person. It's true. I, you know, you end up you end up romanticizing these uh, dating apps. And to be honest, 90% of the time, I'm trying to fuck. I'm not trying to find a relationship. If you're online dating like me, you're desperate. You're semi-desperate. If you're not meeting people frequently in person... You're in the same, same fishbowl as everybody fucking else. So that's my little tag phrase or punchline on mine. And one that I saw that stuck out was authentic to a fault. Authentic to a fault. It's true. That really, that really hit. I was like, damn. And I swiped right for this chick. I definitely swiped right. Authentic to a fault. Can you be too real? Can you be too much for someone? The reason why this hits hard is because uh, I remember on Words Mean Things, episode five, I spoke about uh, 
a situation where I was, you know, I got into big trouble in the country of Brazil. And, uh, that was the that was the straw that that broke the camel's back on my side and their side. You know, there was things that happened that I felt were very disloyal, even though I fucked up. But the lesson of the day, and I'm no uh, I'm no motivational speaker, but uh, you gotta have loyal people in your corner. I know people downplay loyalty because uh, you know I, I read uh, Aziz Ansari, and it's true. We're just so emotionally detached. By the way, Masters of None is a very very good show. I love that show. But um, we're just so detached and so authentic to a fault. Uh, we don't let people be authentic. We we tell people to be real. We tell people to be authentic. But we don't really want that. I don't think uh, I don't think we're ever ready for the too authentic. For instance, my friends that that I'm not friends with anymore, and even my ex, who I like, you know, kind of bashed in the other episodes as well. But I'm over it. I'm over <laughs> cliche, cliche. Uh, so there is too much authentic. I used to I used to tell my friends that I wanted them to come up with me. I'm not like on this pedestal, but wherever I'm at, I want them to be at or even close. And I hate untapped potential being wasted. I hate potential being wasted. I hate people's talent. That's like the worst. Frank what was that Frank Sinatra, the the worst sin is wasting talent. It's true, Frankie. It's true. And I and that's not to me, I don't want friends like that that are just going to let me be mediocre. And you don't want friends like that. And so if you're just going to be authentic and it's going to hurt you, uh, life is about suffering. So I've had to purge people out of my life and people sometimes have done me the favor of purging themselves out of my life. As a matter of fact, there's this girl who, uh, who goes in and out of public shelters and shit like that. And she removes herself out of my life. That's how fucked up my personality is. That you got somebody that's living in a shelter. As a matter of fact, one time this person was living with me. And we got into a fight. And he said, uh, I said, what's up? Like, why did you leave? He goes, honestly, Vince, I'd rather live in the shelter than fuck with you. I'm like, damn. Damn. So, yeah. No, I have a really strong personality. That's why I'm trying to convey it in a podcast. Here I am. You're listening to me now. But uh, authentic to a fault. That's me. I'm authentic to a fault. So that girl on Bumble, I don't even know your name. I don't even think we matched. Whatever. You uh, said something that really spoke to me. That word really meant something to me. Really did. Really did. Authentic to a fault. But that wraps things up for this episode. Uh, Last episode was a little longer because I was trying to, like, you know, bring you, lure you in. Lure, Lure them in. Bring them in. Reel them in. Uh, but now, no, I'm trying to get this flow going. Uh, I really hope that everybody enjoys the keep up format. It'll be getting better. It'll be uh, getting more formulated and more structured. I'll be putting in more sound effects and uh, hopefully not getting sued for the sound bites that I use. Um, I'm just trying to use little things just to put antidotes out there. So, yeah, whatever. Um,. I'm going to keep saying this. I'm going to keep saying this until you, until I get more followers, until I get more interaction. I am still Vinsane. I have stillvinsane.com, which you can see my demos from voiceover. You can get the complete series of World to Mean Things. You could also uh, see my other social networks on Instagram, Tumblr. YouTube is about to get popping soon. I got to get more content for this podcast going. 
Um, yeah, man, media, media influencing and social media influencing is, is a full-time job. So, But it ain't my full-time job yet. But right now, I got to tell you, never stay in your lane. Keep up. It's still insane. We out.